Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. With your host, Brandon Okuma. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Let's Go, Brandon Okuma podcast. On today's agenda, Russia invades Ukraine, Putin warns U.S. and allies of swift action if we intervene, stocks start to plummet, and be on the lookout for rising gas prices. And so it begins. Putin has declared a military special operation, pretty much declaring war on the Ukraine. As far as we knew before, Russia had about 175,000 military personnel on the Ukrainian-Russian border. Also, there was two provinces in the Ukraine who basically told the Ukraine and Russia that they're siding with Russia before this all happened. Those provinces were Luhansk and Donetsk. The leaders of those two provinces basically declared that they were part of Russia because the leaders were pro-Russian. Now, what started last night was an invasion of Russia into the Ukraine. Putin moved his mass force into the Ukraine. He's done air raids. He's done airstrikes to take out uh, Ukrainian air defense. He's launched air raids to take over international airports, which he has been successful at so that he can land his air apparatus behind enemy lines. He's launched cyber attacks on the Ukraine. And there's now been reported attacks in all corners of the Ukraine. A lot of cities all over the Ukraine have, have already been attacked in this short amount of time. The president of the Ukraine, Zelensky, has encouraged his citizens to fight back. Uh, he's even offered up guns to them if they want them. There's a lot of videos going around of hundreds and thousands of citizens already fleeing the Ukraine, trying to get out while this is all going on. And the reason that Putin is doing all this is because he knows he can get away with it. Putin has also warned the rest of the world not to try to intervene in any of this. He did his own press conference when he was given the okay to launch the invasion into the Ukraine. And what he said during that was, to anyone who would consider interfering from the outside, if you do, you will face consequences greater than any you have faced in history. All the relevant decisions have been taken. I hope you hear me. According to Politico, his speech also alluded to the substantial nuclear arsenal he commands, noting that Russia is today one of the most powerful nuclear powers. So there is that possibility that he's threatening a nuclear war if any Western countries try to intervene, try to help out the Ukraine, and try to stop Putin from invading the Ukraine. Now what the United States reaction and what the rest of the world's reactions to this, especially our allies in the NATO, is to sanction the crap out of Russia, which is basically what all countries have been saying they're going to do. But the thing about the Russians is they don't care if we sanction them or not. They've already said that. They said, we're going to do this anyways, so if you want to sanction us, go for it. Because the thing about sanctions is that they eventually end, right? I think Putin's extremely hungry for power. This is something we've known since he's been the president of Russia. And I think if we don't make consequences a little more severe for him, he's going to continue to push the envelope to see what he can get away with. What our honorable president of the United States, Joe Forgetful, uh, has done in his press conference this morning was basically just impose more sanctions onto Russia along with the rest of the world. So Biden was asked about the personal sanctions that he talked about putting on to Putin. And when he was asked that, he ignored the question. Here it is. President Biden, if sanctions cannot stop President Putin, what penalty can? I didn't say sanctions couldn't stop him. You've been talking about the threat of these sanctions for several weeks now. Yes, but the threat of the sanctions and imposing the sanctions and seeing the effect of the sanctions are two different things. Okay, they're two different things. And we're now going to, he's going to begin to see the effect of the sanctions. And what will that do? How will that change his mindset here, given he's because attacking Because it will so weaken we his country that he'll have to make a very, very difficult choice as to whether to continue to move toward being a second-rate power or, in fact, respond. 
You said in recent weeks that big nations cannot bluff when it comes to something like this. You recently said that the idea of personally sanctioning President Putin was on the table. Is that a step that you're prepared to take? And if not, it's not a bluff, it's on the table. Sanctioning President Putin? Yes. Why not sanction him today, sir? Mr. President. Why not sanction him today, sir? Two things with that line of questioning. Uh, she did a great job. So she asked, well, if you're just going to impose these sanctions, what are they going to do if he's currently already attacking the Ukraine? Is he just going to stop mid-attack and say, hey, you guys, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to pull you back because, you know, all these other countries are going to throw all these sanctions at us. And, you know, we just can't have that. So I know you're currently shooting, doing whatever you're doing, invading, maybe killing someone. But uh, I'm going to need you to hold off for now and just head on back home because these countries are just really taking it out on us. Of course, he's not going to do that. He's not going to stop. He, they don't care about these sanctions. Like I said, they're eventually going to end. And the second part of that is when she asked President Biden about him talking about putting personal sanctions on Putin, he he had zero answer. He was not going to answer that. He was actually asked that again later, and he again did not answer. So what good are all these sanctions? We, we warned Russia that if they do attack, we're going to impose these sanctions. It didn't stop him. Putin's going to keep going until he has what he needs from Ukraine, and nobody's going to stop him from doing that. There was a second reporter who had a line of questioning. He asked Biden, why don't we make these sanctions worse? And Biden tried to defend the sanctions that he put into place, and he said, we'll see how these ones work over this amount of time. Here's the exchange between the two. Mr. President, if I can, you detailed some severe and swift new sanctions today and said the impact it will have over time. But given the full-scale invasion, given that you're not pursuing uh, disconnecting Russia from what's called SWIFT, the international banking system, or other sanctions at your disposal, respectfully, sir, what more are you waiting for? Specifically, with the sanctions we've imposed exceed SWIFT. The sanctions we imposed exceed anything that's ever been done. The sanctions we imposed have generated two-thirds of the world joining us. They are profound sanctions. Let's have a conversation in another month or so to see if they're working. So according to Joe Biden, we're going to take a month to pay attention to how our sanctions are working. Uh, by then, Russia probably will have control of Ukraine. But you know what? I'm going to pat myself on the back because I did good. And I think that we don't need anything harsher than that. That's basically what old Sleepy Joe decided to say. I think this is particularly a very weak stance from not only us, but from the rest of the world who's imposing sanctions as well. And meanwhile, while all this is going on, uh, I'm pretty sure China is being an onlooker and just really licking their chops because they want to do the same thing. But with Taiwan, they want to get full control of Taiwan. And based off how this one ends, that's exactly what's going to happen. I want you to know that Joe Biden has now been either president or vice president during two separate occasions where Russia had attacked Ukraine. Russia attacked Ukraine in 2014 when him and Obama were in office. Russia has now attacked Ukraine today while Biden is in office. The correlation between the two is that we had weak leaders. When Biden botched the Afghanistan pullout, allowed 13 U.S. military personnel to die, gave up the whole country to the Taliban and made us look weak for doing that. The rest of the world started getting aggressive. Russia started getting aggressive. China started getting aggressive. And this is the outcome we're seeing from it. Now that we see Russia making their attack, I can almost guarantee China will be next. Because if the consequences aren't severe enough, they're going to say, what do we got to lose? When you elect a weak leader, the world is going to react to that. And that's exactly what's going on today. Joe Biden is a weak leader. Kamala Harris is a weak leader. 
Nancy Pelosi is a weak leader. None of this was going on when Donald Trump was in office. Why? Because they were afraid of what he might do. They were there was an uncertainty when Donald Trump was in office of what how he would react if people like Putin would try to do something like this. They realized when Joe Biden got in office, this guy is this guy is a soup sandwich. He's easy to eat. So next time during an election, instead of thinking about mean tweets, maybe you should think about actual policy and make your vote based off that. Because I can guarantee if Trump was still in office, this would not be going on right now. From this invasion already, we've already been seeing the economy downturning or continue to downturn. Uh, the lead up to this invasion, it was already going down. It is going to continue to go down. Oil prices, I can guarantee are already going to go up. We get about 50 plus percent of our oil from Canada and we get about 10% or so from Russia. So you can bet your booty that gas prices are going to go up and you're going to especially see gas prices go up in Europe. Why might you see gas prices go up in Europe is because a lot of these European countries get their oil from Russia especially since President Biden allowed Russia to continue to finish their Nord Stream 2 pipeline and shut down our Keystone XL pipeline. Many of those European countries are relying on that. What I believe they're going to do with that is impose these sanctions back on it so that they're not going to allow to continue construction. But I think there will be negotiations going on between Putin and those European countries who re highly rely on the Russian oil. So that might be the end of some of those sanctions that are being imposed on Russia right there. Before we finish up, I want to point out the fact that Ukraine is trying to get citizens to fight as well, offering up guns for them to help defend the freedom. And this is why the Second Amendment is so important in the United States, because if anything like this ever did happen, and our military couldn't fend for itself, then the citizens are the last line of defense. So it's important to think about that a little bit, what's going on in these other countries around the world. What kind of things do we have in place that help us become the superpower that we are? So when you see Democrats trying to impose restrictions on the Second Amendment, think about things like Ukraine. Think about things like World War II and all the other wars that have gone on in the world. And with that, thank you all for listening again. Feel free to check out my Instagram, Let's Go Brandon Okuma Podcast. And also send me any emails you have or questions at lgbo at lgbopodcast.com. And let's go, Brandon. Yeah, they're chanting. Let's go, let's Brandon. Go Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. <laughs>